Well, happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to The Daily with Syl Stein. I am Syl Stein, and welcome to the show. As I said, welcome to The Daily with Syl Stein. Happy Tuesday, everyone. I am Syl Stein, and welcome to the show. Today, we're going to continue on the Writer's Devotional, 365 Inspirational Exercises, Ideas, Tips, and Motivations on Writing by author Amy Peters. And we're starting, I'm going to go into week five, because we've been on a hiatus as of late, and I want to start strong and continue with that. And then at the end of the show, I will have a segment on announcements and questions, and we'll let's uh, let's get it started. So, um, I'm going to start with a quote here. Um, Dorothy Parker says it, Monday, Writers on Writing, for week five. I can't write five words, but that I change seven. So let's see, let's elaborate on this. American writer Dorothy Parker is considered one of the grand doyens of American America's literary scene during the first half of the 20th century. She recognized that writing is a, a process of constant revision. Like most accomplished writers, Parker spent more time editing, deleting, reorganizing, and cutting and pasting. Remember, these were the days before computers than she did uh, than she did on the actual writing. Unfortunately, some writers get a bad taste in their mouths when it comes to rewriting. Perhaps they flash back to childhood days when having to rewrite a paper at school was taken, taken as bad news. Rewriting is not punishment and not torturous. As Parker describes it, rewriting and editing is an opportunity to improve and better express your ideas. As Henry David Thoreau said, not that the story need be long, but it will take a long while to make it short. Ironically, it may take longer for you to make a story short than it took you to make it long. Don't despair. It's all part of the writing process. And you'll come to enjoy editing and revision or revising as much as the writing. And I want to touch up on this because this is why I'm trying to gather the editing um, show for you guys. Because I want to ask these questions to people that, uh, for people that write and also that edit as you know, that are professional editors. Um, I already have for sure uh, three of them, two or three of them. I want to get about four. And I hope to bring back Jeff Brown, um, author AJ Brown, because he also edits. I am going to reach out to a a former mentor and and, uh, my editing boss at Stitch Mouth Publication, Donnell Whiting, I hope I can uh, get her to come on as well. Shout out to her and all the Stitch family, Lisa and everyone. Shout out to you guys. And uh, But I do have, for sure, my boss at Coffeehouse Writers, uh, Jess Canopel, which we had a an amazing show um, with them and another podcast that I do. And I would like to bring her on here to talk about her editing. And I hope to get, um, and I also have Caitlin Haynes. She's also for Coffeehouse Writers. She's an amazing editor, my editor. And I hope to get um, uh, the editor that I just got for uh, Wordsmith Proofreading Services, uh, Kim Huther. And if I mispronounce your name, Kim, I apologize. I hope to get her to talk about, you know, the process of editing. Hopefully I can put these together. But it is true about, you know, writing and how rewriting is not necessarily, you know, it's not 
for me, it's not considered punishment, but I can understand that it's tedious because we want to get it perfect. Now, my question to everyone listening is, do you find that when you write, you can't keep away from editing or is it the opposite? You focus on just the writing and then you go back and edit. I know for me, when especially when you get into this na National Novel Month or NaNoWriMo, the whole point is to write and then edit. But the first year that I did it, I couldn't stop from editing and I would it would lose my the story, the flow of the story because I was focused so much on the editing at first and not the writing. So it, be sure to call in and share those thoughts if it's easier or do you find it harder and we'll be right back. And we're back and welcome to the Daily with Sil Stein here on Anchor. I am Sil Stein and we were talking about the part one segment where we're going on Monday, Writers on Writing, and about the revision process. And, you know, as American writer Dorothy Parker, uh, she's one of the greats in American literature. You know, she spent a lot of time revising and, and perfecting her writing. And uh, basically, uh, you know, Amy Peters is talking about here about how some writers get a bad taste in their mouth when it comes to rewriting. A lot of times we think of school as the example of rewriting to make your, you know, that when you got a paper to rewrite, a lot of times it was because you wanted to get a better grade and you think about those things sometimes. But as they go into Henry David Thoreau, another author, great author, um, you know, the story doesn't need to be long, but it will take a long while to make it short. So this is why revising, you know, takes precedence. And this is why we, um, you know, take our time with writing. So the question that I had is, do you find that you can't keep from revising when you're trying to write? Or is it the opposite? You just go with the flow and then write, as I gave my example, with National Novel Month, which is coming up for many of you, um, that, you know, you want to focus on The re you know, you can't help from edit because you want it to be perfect instead of focusing on the story. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but feel free to call in and share your thoughts on that and hopefully get these author uh, editors together to uh, come and talk to you about the editing process. And I'll make sure to ask these questions as well. So that was on part one, Monday's Writers on Writing. Now let's go to part two, motivation. It says, I'm a slow writer. Five, six hundred words is words is a good day. That's the reason it took me 20 years to write those million and a half words on the Civil War. And this is from author Shelley Font. Remember, it says that all writing counts and that all writing is cumulative. If you're struggling to get started, daunted by the stack of blank paper in front of you or the glare of your computer screen, then set a word count goal for each day's writing. It's both liberating and inspiring to have this clearly defined goal in mind. Alex Haley, author of Roots, it says, disciplined himself, even when ill, to write 600 words a day. Hemingway famously penned 500 words a day. Uh, another, that's uh, Ernest Hemingway, author and Ernest Hemingway, and then there's author J. G. Ballard, author of the best-selling Empire of the Sun, 
aim for 1,000 a day, even if I've got a hangover. That's what he says. And then mega best-selling author Nicholas Sparks commits himself to writing 2,000 words each day. Like the fable of the tortoise and the hare, slow and steady can most assuredly win the race. Consider the math. If, if an average novel weighs in at 80,000 words, then it would, on, would take only 160 days, writing at a pace of 500 words per day to complete a first draft less than half a year. Now, for me, I started doing that after my second book. I started setting a goal for when I started chasing clarity. I would kind of write about, maybe I want to say 600 words, then it increased to 700 words. So it took about, for me, it took about for the first draft to come out uh, after National Novel Month, which I wrote, um, to go back to it, I kind of started at that to try to complete my goal, which I did that year. I did do the 50,000 words, but, you know, I did have to go back and revise and edit. So try to work on setting a goal for yourself. You know, uh, there's a lot of authors and writers that do that. So one of the best ways to motivate yourself is to try to set a goal as a writer. And you might want to think about doing that and working, you know, either where you write it out or type on the computer. Set yourself a goal to get started. And we'll be right back. All right, and welcome to The Daily with Sil Stein. And as the last segment ended here on Anchor um, of The Daily with Sil Stein, we were talking about uh, Tuesday motivation and basically how to motivate yourself to make a word count, to push yourself to whether you're struggling to create your first draft, try to set a goal in your writing. And uh, they talked about several authors, Alex Haley, the author of Roots, Hemingway, J.G. Ballard, and Nicholas Sparks, and how they set a goal. Shelley Pont, who took um, took her over 20 years to write uh, those million and a half words on the Civil War. So you know, you set yourself a goal. That's what I've I've started to do with my started on my second novel back in uh, 2012. I didn't release the book till 2015 before I liked the revision process of it and I recently had it re-edited again by the wonderful Wordsmith Proofreading Services uh, with Kim Huther. So um, I was able to do that. And um, I uh, basically that's the Tuesday motivation taken by the Writer's Devotional, uh, 365 Inspirational Exercises, Ideas, Tips and Motivations on Writing by author Amy Peters. And then week five, Wednesday, writing class. Make a one-panel comic strip about getting your hair cut. So let's uh, let's read on this. Think of this as a as writing a short story, a really short story, no more than 50 words. Come up with a plot. Maybe the stylist misunderstands and gives you the wrong haircut or dyes it the wrong color, or your stylist gets uh, stylist gets called. For an emergency, leaving you with lopsided hair. Try to make this. Try to make the story funny and compelling. Remember that your pictures do some of the talking for you. For instance, if you depict yourself with lopsided hair, you don't need to describe your hair in prose. Your reader will get this information visually. Don't fret about the quality of your drawing. If necessary, use snap. Your uh, if necessary, use stick figures 
or computer clip art that you can paste into the the panels. So here, the exercise for everyone that's listening, you might want to try to do it. Make a one-panel comic strip about getting your hair cut. So try to see if you can work on that for Wednesday's writing class. If you want to call in and share it, I would appreciate that. So we're moving on to Thursday. That sounds like fun. So hopefully you all will call in and share your ideas on, you know, how you worked on that. Now Thursday is editing. The the uh, the quote or uh, the quote that's been given is, place yourself in the background. This is from Strunk and White, The Elements of Style. Strunk and White are two very good, unique writers that have these books on writing. So I should, I suggest you check out the book, The Elements of Style, and anything by uh, Strunk and White. Okay, it says, this advice is always good, unless you're, it says, place yourself in the background. This advice is always good. This advice is always good, unless you're writing a memoir. When you're, you are center stage, if not, even if your work is all about you, make sure the reader doesn't know it. The editing tip is a slam against the omniscient narrator, omniscient narrator, also known as the third person omniscient point of view. This method of storytelling employs a narrator, your, you, the narrator, which is you, who knows the thoughts and feelings of all the characters in the story as opposed to third-person limited, which adheres closely to one character's perspective. So basically, the kings and queens of editorial style are saying that no one likes a know-it-all. Readers don't want to be blandly told how you would like them to feel about your characters. Instead, they would rather figure it out themselves through their individual interactions. And we'll be right back. So today on The Daily with Silstein, we're doing the wrap-up now. I'm going to finish with editing, then I'm going to go over what we just discussed. It says, it says here on the last segment, basically the kings and queens of editorial style are saying that no one likes to know it all. Readers don't want to be blatantly told how you would like them to feel about your characters. Instead. They would rather figure it out themselves through their individual interactions. One way around this is a multiple points of view technique, which seems to have taken hold in current literature. These books read like short stories because each character is allowed to present his or her, her, his or her point of view on his or own chapter. His or her own chapter. This is great fun to read once in a while but after reading five or six of these novels in a row uh, I I feel or I find that it gets tedious this is what Amy Peters says however it is still more engaging than the 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 omniscient view because you the author remain in the background so it's good to keep the you know the story going so you don't want to be limiting you know uh, tell or telling the reader how to feel so the another way to look at it is to think of writing it 
with different characters talking about what's going on. This way the reader can engage and, you know, keep a clear picture of what, uh, of what the story's saying and not feel bored. So, uh, and that's the advice that, uh, taken from the elements of style when you place yourself in the background. That was for week five. We've also discussed week, um, the editing for week five, the writing class, make a pa uh, one panel comic strip about getting your hair cut, see, and try to make it funny. See if you all call in to share that. The Tuesday motivation, try to get yourself to writing, set a word count, even if it takes you real long to write your first novel, but set yourself in a goal of uh, writing a certain amount of words a day, whether it be 200, 500, 600 or even a thousand or even two thousand it's up to you so so you can get started on your book and that's for tuesday motivation of course we had writers on writing and you know what that means especially when i challenged you guys to call in about you know do you find that you edit as you write or do you write and then go back and edit i mentioned the example of the nano or national novel months uh uh, most of us like to write but a lot of times we can't help from editing and hopefully the editors will share their insights hopefully at the end of this month or hopefully no later than uh, next month so hopefully we'll all be able to do that and share all that with you guys and we'll be right back with a wrap-up and welcome back to the daily now it's time for the wrap-up of the Daily with Silstein. I really appreciate you joining me today. I hope to have more consistent shows from now on. I hope to get back hopefully Thursday or Friday. I don't think I'll be able to do a show tomorrow, but I'm hoping. But um, for today's announcement, basically, as I said on uh, Monday's show, um, short show, uh, it was mostly for announcement. Um, I will be going to the Great Lakes Book Bash in Kalamazoo, Michigan. The event is October 27th through October 28th. And uh, I want to send a big shout out to Rachel Brownwell, the author and host of the event, along with the amazing other award-winning authors. And, you know, it's going to be so exciting, and I'm really looking forward to that. I also hope to do more um, writing tip shows, the editing show, and I hope to bring more author interviews here to the Daily so you all can interact and I hope that I also do a segment where you call in to you know to let me know how I'm doing with the daily and what you would like to ask as far as writing or any type of writing tip I would appreciate that I'm so happy that I was able to do today's show here on the daily with uh, with Silstein and share on any thoughts that you have the question that I asked and posted was you know do you find it hard to edit I mean, to write without editing, or do you just like to go with the flow and write? And uh, let me know what your thoughts are. And I really hope you have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. Today I was off, and I am, uh, you know, working around the house because our jobs are never done, right? But I wanted to make sure to do the segment of the daily, and I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful uh, Tuesday. And thank you for joining us here on this show. Talk to you all. Hopefully, uh, if not Thursday, for sure Friday. We'll talk to you then. And this is Sylvia from The Daily with Silstein here on Anchor. Thank you for joining us.